Yolk's the yellow part. <laughs> yeah, yolk's the yellow part. White's the white part. Right. It's nice how they do that for you. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. As you know, Evan and I have been fairly busy. It's oh, sorry, one second. Hey, what's up? No, Evan, I, Evan, I can't help you catalog all your old issues of Seventeen. I don't know why you're still subscribed to it. But yeah, I'll see you later. All right. Sorry. As I was saying, we, Evan and I are, are pretty busy, but we're, we managed to get this episode out. It's a little different than the last episodes. It's not particularly about relationships, but it can definitely help relationships that you might be in. We welcome Sean back, and we are here to talk about pi. 3.141592653589. No, not that pie. Not that pie. Eating pie. Yes. Here we are in the kitchen. All right. With Sean. Back. <laughs> so what goes in a pie crust? Okay, so well, since we're making your basic pie crust, all-purpose pie crust, whole wheat because, flour. Yeah, if we're because you could make a gluten-free, you know, pie crust, <laughs> vegan pie crust. But we'll just do basic pie crust this time. You got your flour. You'll need two and a half cups. You can just use all-purpose white flour or salt. One to two teaspoons. Salt. And you can put sugar if you're making a sweet pie. You want to put sugar, but since we're just making savory pie this time, correct. I think this yeah, is a savory pie podcast. You can put sugar if you want, but usually I don't put any. Sugar is a poison. Yeah, it can be a little too much. It'll kill you. Excuse me. Excuse me. Depending on... Oh shit, do you have Crisco? Yeah. Oh, Crisco. It's in the freezer though. I like to use Crisco. It's usually the easiest to work with and tastes good. Um, just need a teaspoon for this one. If we were using sugar, I would use a tablespoon. <laughs> we have like a yeah, half teaspoon. Fine. Yeah. Okay. And we need like ice water basically. So if you have like a little glass of water in the freezer, glass of water in the freezer. Glass all right. Water. And yeah, and so the butter you want to make sure it's chilled, and the shortening you also want to make sure it's chilled. With Crisco, you can keep it in the freezer and it won't become like rock hard or anything. So you can just leave it in the freezer. Okay. So, you have your flour, and you have your fat, which is the shortening and the butter. Some people don't like to use butter because some people don't like that taste, I guess, like the buttery flavor. Some people have, like, said, yeah, I don't Because you can taste, like, it's that kind of buttery aftertaste or whatever. Huh. So, personally, I love butter, so yeah. I always yeah. use butter. Yeah. So I use a combination of butter and Crisco, usually. All right. And this is also, this is for a double crust recipe, by the way. This is for, like... 
You could either make two single crust pies oh, okay. or one double crust pie. And by double crust, you mean both a bottom and a top. Yeah, yeah, both a okay. bottom and a top. And similar to my. Continue. So just two and a half cups of flour. <laughs> make sure the sh- the salt and sugar, if you're using sugar, is all mixed with the flour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mix it up real good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looks good. Yep. Once it's pretty well blended. Um, you want to get out your butter or Crisco, but salted and, and unsalted butter. This is unsalted. And we'll need a stick and a half, which is like twelve tablespoons of butter. And you want to cut, it, cut it. Yeah, cut it into like tablespoon size chunks. Looks good. Okay. Stick and a half. Now you stick grab your Crisco. Uh, eight tablespoons of that. But it's also eight. like very eight. approximate. Yeah. Oh, you want that to be super approximate? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to do exactly. One. Use your finger. Two. <laughs> we eventually made it to eight. All right. Okay, so now. Just toss the uh, the mixture so that basically so the fat's all coated in the flour mixture. So you're basically you're squeezing the fat through your fingers while mixing it with the dry mixture, and you want to work it as little as possible. So basically, you're trying to mix it and like crumble it, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, Evan, you could use similes <laughs> and metaphors to yeah. describe. So taking the hands, palms upward and slowly moving the butter through the flour and the fat through the flour. Point your fingers like they're both toy guns towards each other and taking your first thumbs, work them through the pointer fingers like you're making the symbol for money. You know, like I need cash, I need money, (laughs) but with both hands. Yeah, so basically you're gonna keep uh, making that money. Until until you don't want any like you want you don't want to have just like dry mixture just like powder you want the fat to be blended in enough that you have like a crumbly texture to it and roughly how long would this take uh, it it should only take you five ten minutes yeah you keep an eye out for it because it'll start turning yellow and you just want it to kind of look like sort of like damp sand a little bit yeah um, shaggy was a good. Yeah, and but you want like chunks. You want there to be like sort of almond size chunks of almond fat. Size. Yeah. Walnut size. Yeah, walnut maybe. Yeah, well, walnut size. Which what, what got you into pie making? Okay, we can start with that. <laughs> so I've been making pies for almost two years, and I definitely I don't I still consider myself an amateur. You know, I'm not a pie master by any means, but. Um, but I learned from Kate Lebo. Have either of you heard of her? <laughs> so she's actually a local. Well, I don't think. I think she might not live in the area. I think she might have moved to Oregon or something like that. But more pie. She's still around. Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, but I learned from her. She's my pie master. That I two yeah like almost two years ago I took a class with her, and she's also a writer though. So she's a pie maker. A writer and a poet, and she published a book um, called *A Commonplace Book Book of Pie*.
If you wish to make an apple pie truly from scratch, you must first invent the universe. Carl Sagan. It's from the cosmos. So that's a quote that just basically says you just do whatever the fuck you want. I'm Kate Lebo. I'm a poet. I'm a teacher. I'm a baker. I run pie school, which is a, a genre-busting pastry academy. I wanted to see how useful pie can be as social lubricant. So like a cupcake is a private form of dessert. You do not share that. But a pie is a social form of dessert. You make it to share it. I was at Sasquatch. A local music festival. Two years ago, I guess. And she was baking pies in the back. And I was like, I've always wanted to make a pie. You know, like I've always wanted to, like I've made pies before, but I've never learned to make, I had never learned to make a pie crust. <laughs> and it was always like really intimidating to me because I tried to make pie crust, but I just never, it just never really came out right. Mm -hmm. And so she was there and she had cards that said she was going to be teaching classes. So I was like, hey, you know, this is, she makes really good pies and she's teaching pie classes in Seattle. So I should maybe try that. And so I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And so later that year, I took a class with her and I really, I definitely recommend like taking that kind of class. I mean, just like doing any kind of cooking or especially baking because there's so much technique involved. Um, it's really, really helpful to learn in person. In the trial period. <laughs> yeah, and like, just because she definitely, she knows like the science behind like why you need to do these certain techniques or like, you know, like I, I personally don't know a lot about like gluten, except the fact that it like adds like texture um, to like a dough or like helps it rise and I don't know, things like that. But I don't really know that much about it, but it was nice like for instance, taking the class with her, not only did she like teach us how to make pie, but also like if we had any questions about like what like what does this ingredient add to the mix or like why do you need to use this technique at this step or something? You know, like why do you need cold water? You know, like she really, really knows her stuff. And so if you had any questions, you could, you know, just ask and it was really nice. But also like having her just demonstrate it to you in person and like the techniques are so you just have to do them a certain way to get the right texture and by the way that looks yeah that looks really good like that's basically how it's supposed to look cool wet sand clumps and then yeah 10% larger bit yeah that should be yeah that's like the perfect uh, consistency that you're looking for cool and uh, so once you have that you're basically all you need is the cold water which should be your freezer and you start by pouring a really thin stream of the ice water um, for about 10 seconds and you just want to um, toss it basically so you you really just don't want to like work the dough at this point you're just like tossing it and getting the water mixed into the rest and you'll basically repeat like once you feel like you've blended the water in with the rest of the mixture yep. you just uh, add a little bit more water maybe okay. five to ten seconds and then toss again and then add a little bit more water and then once you get to a point where it's starting to look shaggy is like the term that best describes it. Um, but basically it'll all start holding together in um, larger kind of clumps. And you don't want it to be sticky. Um, you want it to be like a little bit um, like tacky. Um, so you don't want it like completely sticking to your fingers. You want more to stick to itself. And, uh, and once you have like that shaggy consistency and you think that it's ready, a way to test it 
will be to basically just grab a little clump of it and then press it together really quickly. You don't want to really like squeeze it and then toss it up in the air and catch it. And then if it doesn't burst apart into pieces, then it should be ready. And also once you get closer to, once you've added a good amount of water, it gets really, really, like you gotta be really careful because if you put just a little bit too much water and it gets really sticky, it's just harder to work with. You know, it'll still come right. out good, but it's really hard to work with and hard to roll out. Can you add more to flour your, if you put too You much can, water? but it's still just like not ideal. <laughs> you wanna avoid it if you can. But yeah, and once I learned to make the, the dough, I mean to make the crust, like that's really the foundation for pie making is learning to make a really good crust. And I mean, obviously you can make like a cookie crust or whatever, the simpler crusts that, I mean, I love cookie crust, but yeah. if you really want that flaky, um, you know, the flaky crust, which you can use for a lot, a lot of different things. Um, you really have to learn like this kind of technique. I've always, since I learned to make this kind of dough, Everyone's like, wow, this is an amazing dough. Like, I can never get it to be this flaky or whatever. It's like, yeah, this is definitely, you know, this is really, it's a really good recipe. So, so that should be fun. Um, and so at that point, you can divide it. I mean, for, because we made a double crust, you'll want to just divide it into two dough balls. Yeah, oh yeah. And so when you're making those, you just want to like, like again, you don't want to squeeze it too much. You want to make like, like quick sort of firm movements and shape it into like a disc. Yeah, it looks it looks about right. So like that's yeah, that's how you like the right size and it's a little bit a little bit on the dry side I think, um, but it should still be fine. We'll see when we roll it out, but I think it'll still be fine. We want to so, wrap it in, and then you want to wrap it in saran wrap. You know, you want it to be tightly wrapped so that there isn't air um, getting in there. And so basically, once you form those into balls, um, you'll see chunks of the fat in it, and that's good. So you want to see like, yeah, like little chunks right. of shortening and, and butter um, for when you roll it out. If you're freezing it, um, I think you can freeze it for like almost a month, um, but you'll want to not only wrap it in saran wrap, but also put it in like a Tupperware container yeah. um, for extra protection. That's what I really like about pie, um, is that it's such a social, it's like a really good uh, social, uh, Yeah. it's like, yeah, because you have to share it with people, you know, you, yeah. I mean, you can, if you make a whole pie, you yeah. could eat it yourself, but you'll probably get sick of doing that really quick, yeah. so it sort of forces you to find situations to right. share it with people in, yeah. and of course, if you make a pie, everybody like wants a piece, so it's kind of right. like, Especially people just, weekend. yeah, you, people will come running. But yeah, after I learned to make the crust, you know, I just kind of went yeah, wild with it. Right? Yeah, just started experimenting. But then with the filling, you can like do whatever you want, you know? So that's yeah. all, one place where you can be really creative. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, there's, you can make anything into a pie, you know, like there's there's nothing. I can What's do like the most good. creative thing you've done any, you know, crazy? Well, <laughs> there, so, First of all, I'm really into basically sculpting with crust. I like to like really be creative with the lattice work, which, you know, is kind of like a very age-old tradition. One of the early ones that I started doing was uh, pirate ship pie. And so like making like a actual like, like using, you have to use like a foil, one of those foil tins, like a, a rectangular one, shape it into the hull of a ship 
and then use that as like the bottom and then make like a mast and like all this stuff. But I actually got to the point where I would like like make floorboards on it, you know? It's like oh like the God. details, you know? So nice. yeah, like that that's sort of how I started in there I tried to make a huge pirate ship pie one time, like with one of the huge foil um, tins and it actually worked pretty well, and I made like floorboards for it, and like actual, yeah, like boards on the side of the dough, and it, and it baked well. But because it was so big, and I like had it kind of tilted a little bit, it all like collapsed into itself or whatever. Oh. And basically, and I decided it became shipwreck pie because it like still looked like a a ship, but it was just like broke, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I had like the filling spill out of it, you know. In the and, oven? Or? Yeah. No, no, not in the oven, but uh, yeah, I just had to improvise. By this point, we were starting to get a little hungry, and when I'm hungry, uh, my whole mind sort of shuts down, and I become very agitated very easily. Here are some clips exemplifying that. How can they put, like, 30 fucking stickers Stickers on all these fucking... (laughs) How do you set the... I don't know about the security. It's it's one of these. It's the right. It's German, so <laughs> right. No one eats until we all eat. Yeah, right. <laughs> got to cool for three hours. <laughs> but eventually, we got around to actually rolling out the dough. So our dough has been refrigerated for an hour, at least, mm-hmm. and now we lightly flour a surface. Just yeah, you just want a pretty big um, surface area. Yeah, lightly flour it, and you want to keep like a little, like a handful of flour on the side, and you want a rolling pin. Um, we have wine bottles. That can work. And you want to lightly flour the outside of the dough. It might get kind of sticky on the bottom, so you want to just like keep, you'll roll it and then you'll flip it. Okay. To make sure that the other side isn't getting too sticky. And. If pieces break off, just reattach them? Um, yeah, you can just roll them back into the rest of it. And what'll happen if it is like really crumbly, um, that usually is because there wasn't quite enough water. So, I mean, it looks pretty good so far, but we'll see when it... And you actually want it to be um, a little bit transparent. Okay. So it'll be pretty thin. Yeah, I often just like keep flowering the surface that I'm using just because it's so irritating to have it like get sticky and break break apart and stuff. So yeah, just use you can use as much flour as you want. And and you'll notice like you want it to you wanna see like marbleization on it. That's why you want those chunks when you make the dough ball. So you wanna see like swirls of Maybe got chunks. butter and shortening. Like, what the fuck? You have me keep flipping it, but it keeps breaking apart, and it sets me back another 10 years. Well, you can roll it out. The problem is if you leave it on one side and you roll it out, flour more, right? it's just gonna... Does it need yeah, you can... I mean, you could just, like... Just lay a bed of flour. a bunch of flour on there. Flip it's it not over. gonna hurt it. And, yeah, the flour's not gonna hurt it. That's a... <laughs> looking, it's looking a little... This is bullshit. It's a bit of a bit of a situation. Well, let, let's not get. I would here. say. I mean, maybe at this point we could just piece it together in the pan. All right, and it'll be. That's fine. what I did. But it needs to be a lot thinner, thinner, right? Yeah, it, it'll be fine. It needs to be a lot thinner. Nah, you, you want me to get in there? It'll button? be okay. Okay, he's calling shots. It might have been the water. The water. It might have been the water. We'll see. And like basically every time that I've made a a dough that I thought was like a mess or whatever, and then I baked it, I was like, oh, this is still really good. You know, like I've never had one. I was like, 
that actually turned out bad just yeah. because it looked bad or whatever. As we approached actually eating a pie, Sean dropped this bombshell on us. Actually, I have a friend who wants to get dinner at some point, but I'm gonna eat this, so. <laughs> And with that, he abandoned us. However, I was able to meet up with him the next day to give him a taste of the pies that we made at a deli. Uh, one tomato tart and one zucchini squash tart. Both recipes available and pictures at our website, we need to talk podcast.com. I start off with the Reuben. Thank you. Good choice. Now that I'm seeing that, I gotta like, I gotta bite into this. Yeah, I, yeah. I warmed it up, but that was. Yeah, like I was gonna say it feels like thirty it, minutes you ago. Out of the oven or something. Good, but I mean the the crust still came out good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the tomato one definitely just tastes like pizza. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, it looks like pizza. <laughs> Squash one probably could use a little salt actually. Oh. Yeah. I would, I would it's like that. a hint of salt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe pepper too. It's like a pizza quiche or something. With the <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think they came out good. Yeah, I think I think the main thing it really came down to the water. Yeah, I think I would just have to show you the texture that I usually go for. But even still, confirm. Like those turned out fine. Yeah, I even know. When you like piece it's still, it together, you get it. I mean, it still bakes well, and it's still like um, it still tastes good. It still tastes really good. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the right flavor. So, and I mean, once you have that crust down to, I mean, it's not that hard. Once you have like that, like the crust you have now, it's like not that far until you like perfect it to whatever you want. Yep. And I feel like, yeah, that's like the foundation for every great pie, you know. And of course I was, you can... I was looking at the comments on that squash one, yeah. uh, and there were like two comments, and one was like pretty good, <laughs> and the other one was, I'm not one to usually complain about steps, but this was the most labor-intensive pie I've ever made. <laughs> really? I mean, it was pretty, I gotta say, that was a pretty, uh, I mean, it's very, the presentation of it, it's like, it's beautiful looking, and, you know, it's definitely, you put a lot into it there, so, and actually, like, pie making ties back to what I was talking about previously with, like, depression and all that stuff, because, like, once you, say, escape depression or whatever, um, you have to find things that you're passionate about to like keep you because there's always the shadow you know there's always the shadow it could happen again lots of people have different triggers and some people it's like seasonal or whatever but for me like pie making has definitely been like a really unintentionally therapeutic thing that I've like done because I mean, it, first of all, you put a lot of work into it. And then second, the bonus of pie making is that, it, like I said, it's social. So, like, it just gives me a, it's a good opportunity to do something that I, I love to do, but also to share it with other people. And everyone appreciates good pie. So it's just a really nice way to, uh, yeah, it has, like, a good combination of things. That, and there's an immediate result. Yeah, too. exactly. You it's know? not like... Yeah. You putting like, your effort into something that's really that's intangible. like a long-term, like, oh, eventually... Like learning some, French like, or something. Deep, yeah, like, yeah, uh, like significance for later or yeah. whatever. And, yeah, and I mean, I feel like it really... It's the best part about making food. Yeah, exactly. And you it's get like an immediate result. Any kind of food. 
Yeah, I feel you like you can share with people and make them happy. Absolutely. And you look good for doing it. Yeah, I mean, food in general, it's, it's, it's very, a very positive. Yeah, it's like just like a win-win for everyone. Yeah. You know, like it really just has such a positive effect on society as a whole, right? You know, and I mean, what better? Like right here, we're sitting here at a at a table, you know, eating and drinking tea and coffee, and <laughs> here we are talking. You know, it's like the really a central foundational part of the social experience 